real conversations, real women, real stories. Here, you can listen to a collection of stories from women just like you, sharing moments that change their life. We believe that all stories should be celebrated, whether they are the happiest moments of your life, moments that left you feeling lost, or moments where you healed yourself again and again. We are here for all of it. Heal, grow, and connect with us. Welcome to the This Is We podcast. All right. I am so happy to have Carly here with us today. And if you don't know Carly, Carly is a spiritual mentor and Reiki master healer. She has been intuitive ever since she can remember and has been running a business supporting others with her spiritual abilities for over four and a half years. Carly and I actually met on Instagram (laughs) probably about three years ago. And I have now met Carly in person and have taken amazing Reiki sessions with her. And I absolutely love them. And I refer everybody to you. (laughs) And so I'm just so excited that you are here with us and just a part of the This Is We podcast. So... Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is such an exciting journey. I'm so happy to be a part of it. Awesome. Okay. I'm so, so excited. So inside of the This Is We podcast, we really are all about sharing our stories and sharing our stories with one another. So let's go back a bit in time and set the scene for us and tell us about your childhood and growing up in this world, being very sensitive and very shy and how it has led you to where you are today. Yeah. I love starting with this. And as we, you know, pre-discussed the podcast and what we were inspired to talk about, I think that there's a lot of sensitive souls out there like myself and like you as well, that grow up feeling abnormal or that something's wrong with you. And I think that is a great place to start. So for me, I grew up with a twin sister, an identical twin. Her name is Petra and she is a huge part of my life, which is why I'm starting with her. (laughs) And we grew up both very sensitive. As a child, I was very intuitive. I was very I would say now what I see would be awareness. I would have said that I was very observant of energies and people and vibes. And I really, looking back now, realized that I was a little bit of an energy sponge and I didn't realize it, which was contributing to anxiety. So I think that a lot of times being sensitive reflects through the physical as anxiety. And I really am passionate about supporting other people through their own sensitive journey and really just kind of learning to embrace that aspect of ourselves, right? Because there's so many of us out there that have these sensitivities and intuition. And yeah, ever since I can remember being alive, I've always been spiritual. I've always been fascinated with anything spirituality, angels, mediumship, psychics, Even at a young age, I remember watching that TV show, like, I think her name was Sylvia Brown, and she would like do readings for people. Yes, yes. That was my favorite show ever. I was like dreamed of just being in her audience. Like, I just wanted to sit there. I love that you remember that too, because I thought that was really random, but it honestly was looking back a very, very much an inspiration for me because I remember being obsessed with the show and just so fascinated by what she was able to do. And 
I think as a young child, pretty much anybody would be fascinated by, you know, psychics and intuitives. But I think for myself, I was really, it's almost as though I always had this extra pull or this extra sense to gravitate towards things like that. And so, yeah, ever since I can remember, I've always been really, really curious. And that led to me becoming invested in like the Ouija board, which was definitely more cool when we were younger. Yes. <laughs> but and that's definitely not something I practice now, but looking back, I can understand that I was so drawn to doing the Ouija board because I always felt presences of people, but I I guess I just didn't know how to articulate that or even understand it to be honest. And so I think the Ouija board for me was like a way to connect with the people I was sensing, if that makes sense. And I did it a lot with like friends and my sister, but I also did a a lot by myself too, which is actually kind of weird, a very Scorpio thing to do for sure. (laughs) Like in my room at 10 years old, like doing the Ouija board by myself. But I think again, it's just because I could feel or sense that there was presences and I was just fascinated and curious to know. So ever since then, It's always been a part of my life, like spirituality, intuition. My mom has played such a big role in my journey, and she was such an advocate for me accepting my sensitivities and my empathic nature. And that's because she is also the same. So she totally understands. So I am very, very grateful to have had that support because I do know that a lot of people don't have that support. Mm -hmm. And so she was very encouraging me of me to practice spirituality and she would pull us oracle cards. She just was always very spiritual in nature and how she supported us and basically gave us therapy (laughs) through our childhood and through high school. And yeah, it's just kind of slowly trickled into something much, much bigger. But looking back on my life now and being a child, it all makes sense with where I am now how I was then. And it was a big struggle for me being sensitive. I felt extremely insecure about it. I really felt that, I guess, people around me seemed so strong and not anxious. And I just couldn't understand what life would be like not feeling anxious or sensitive. Mm -hmm. And it's still hard to imagine that even today. But I have come to really accept this aspect of myself and it is such a big part of my purpose and educating and speaking about it. And just, I really love connecting with like-minded people because I think that there's a lot of starseed sensitive souls out here, especially in the new age. And I think that there's more and more of us coming out Mm -hmm. and realizing that this is you know, a superpower in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I just, I'm really passionate about it and I'm really grateful for my life journey. Although, like I said, looking back, it was a little bit difficult being a child and being that sensitive because I felt so just d- different mm-hmm. and not in like, I'm unique, but like more like, I just feel like I don't think the same as other people or I don't feel the same as other people. But yeah, it's been quite the journey and I've had a lot of knowledge and wisdom and tools come along my path that have really supported me with that. So, so yeah, I've really mastered how to use this as a superpower rather than see it as a negative. And it's been a really empowering journey. I love that. And I love, I just love how you said that your mom was involved because when you think back 20 years ago and having a parent in a spiritual kind of area 
I feel like that's very rare, very rare. And to have that in your like family dynamic and having that support and her basically saying, you know, you're not alone. Like this is your gift is so amazing. It's so amazing. Yes. I'm very grateful. I, I do realize that it is such a blessing because a lot of people don't have that kind of support in their spiritual journey. And even when I was coming to realize that me being a sensitive soul was actually part of my purpose. And I could utilize this ability to heighten my intuition and heighten my intuitive abilities and my mediumship abilities and, you know, really support and help people with it. My mom has been such an inspiration for me, not only because she was just supportive of the fact that I was such a sensitive person, but also because she's a helper and a giver herself. And so she just was a total advocate for I want to say just that she was really accepting of me taking a unique path and not walking the same path as other people. And I know that a lot of people don't have that. Like a lot of people are pressured into walking a path of, you know, what their parents want for them or what they think is the right thing to do or, you know, all of that. And both of my parents have been so supportive of this unique spiritual journey and me actually trying to create something bigger with this and create a business with it. And I just couldn't be more grateful. I'm glad that that stood out to you because I am very, 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 very grateful. Yeah. Like I, I remember like my mom was fairly supportive, but she's not in the spiritual realm or anything like that. And I think she just did it because it was my own curiosity and felt like, you know what, better than other things, (laughs) you know, at the end of the day, but you know, I kind of see it for myself and my daughter, like I am an empath and my daughter is an empath and she's 15. And and it's, it's very interesting dynamic as a mother to a child, because you're as much as you can feel like when we get in, like any kind, not even an argument, just if it's just it, a time where the emotions are not a little bit higher, I guess, than normal, it's very, very hard as a parent to not take that on as your own and not try to fix it. And I love how your mom, which is so supportive, but not like trying to put a bandaid over it or trying to you know, fix the situation or anything like that and say, you know, you'll grow out of it or whatever. Just, it's just so like, it's just so cool to hear. Like, I just am so in awe about it all. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Honestly, still, I very much am still in awe with how lucky I feel to have the parents that I do now, Mm -hmm. my life growing up and my parents are not perfect (laughs) by any means, but, but at the least they support me. And that's, a whole lot more than other people might get in their lifetime. So I I totally acknowledge that. And I think it's really interesting to hear you speak about you and your daughter as well, just because it does feel really resonant with my path, having a mom, you know, like you and your daughter, both being empathic and sensitive in nature. And I always wonder if I'm lucky to have children that what that dynamic might be like, because Mm. I feel that likely if I have more than one child, that one of them will probably be a sensitive soul as well. And I'm kind of nervous about that, but also um, very excited because of course uh, I had that nice relationship with my mom and she was very supportive and I want to replicate that. And Mm. yeah, I, I, from what it sounds, you're, you're definitely trying to navigate that path with your daughter as well, which is so cool. Yeah. Uh, Boundaries are key. (laughs) Your own personal boundaries. Like I have to remind myself, like her emotions 
are not my emotions and it's not always my responsibility to fix it or to feel like it. Like sometimes she just needs a soundboard and Mm -hmm. I don't actually need to fix whatever situation is happening, whether it's between us or whether it's between like her and her friends. And I think that's the hardest thing because I can feel it. Like I can feel what Mm -hmm. she is feeling. I can see it on her face. And as a parent, immediately, you just want to solve the problem and you want to like help them so much. And sometimes I have to take a step back and even like exit the room and remind myself, like, this isn't a situation that I can help with or solve in this moment. I really just have to let her take the path and support her along that journey. So it's, it's interesting, but it's, it's such a great kind of learning. It's like just this whole different kind of learning experience within yourself. Cause you kind of learn more about your empathic abilities by, you know, being around somebody that you constantly want to take, yeah. you know, absorb their stuff. So it's really, really remind you the importance of boundaries and how to protect mm-hmm. yourself. And we are going to talk about that as well, because I think that is so, so important because I've had many, many episodes and many moments in my life where I kind of had to figure that out the hard way, protecting yourself as an empath. But yes, I did want to touch on something that you said, and we did talk about this earlier before we actually hopped on this episode, but it was what you had said, sensitivity is your superpower. So please explain that to us because I'm sure there's many people out there going, no, yes, that's wrong. It's my greatest weakness. (laughs) No, I'm more than happy to speak about that. Cause like I said, it's definitely become a passion of mine to really try to empower more people to embrace it and see it as a positive and as a blessing. And I think what I've learned from my own journey is that sensitivity is at least in my eyes, it is a, a sign that you're ultimately connected to the universe, or you're more tapped into energies that maybe other people aren't, which is actually a gift. And I think that being sensitive can stem from trauma as well, you know, so I'm not going to, you know, put that aside and say that that's not a thing because it absolutely can be a trigger for people being sensitive. But overall, if you were a child or are a child, I guess children aren't listening to this, but if you have a child who's sensitive and they've always been that way, or if you were a child and you were always very sensitive from what you can remember, it's definitely a sign that your, your energy is very much connected to the universe, the universal energy that surrounds you. And you are very much connected to other people's energies as well, which gives you the superpower and the ability to uh, read people and things if you so choose to look at it this way. And I really feel that being sensitive has led me to grow my intuition and my intuitive abilities. And I really feel that now even doing readings and having a spiritual business and using my intuitive abilities daily, really, it just comes down to me understanding my sensitivities because a lot of the time the way that I connect with information from the universe it does come through you know my physical body our bodies are the vessel our bodies are a channel and a lot of the time I will receive information through my body and my sensitivities so for example when I have had clients come over this has happened more than a few times that 
I've had someone come and right away, even before they come, I always get a sense of their nature or their energy. And as soon as I meet someone, regardless of it being a client or not, I immediately get a vibe and that is reflected through how I feel as a sensitive person. So if I'm like a little bit more jittery and anxious, I'll describe it as anxious. It's usually a sign that something about the person's energy might be a little triggering or a little off to me, or maybe our, our energies just don't resonate very much. So it's really just paying attention to your body with your sensitivities and allowing that to be a clue and a hint and a breadcrumb from the universe and from those energies that you're feeling to help you navigate the truth, essentially. So I think that there, there's so much that you can do with learning how to navigate your sensitivities and everybody is different with how they receive information and how they feel sensitive. But for me personally, I really established that anxiety wasn't always because of something like, oh, somebody cut me off the road. It's perhaps due to an energy thing or somebody I came across my path that day or somebody I interacted with, their energy may have been absorbed in my aura and it's thrown me off and I don't realize it. So I think if you have more knowledge and you investigate the sensitivity of yours and you know follow people like myself or other empowering mentors out there that support mental health and empathic abilities, then you'll learn pretty quickly that there's a lot that you can do to make this a superpower and a strength. And a lot of the time I feel sensitivity is looked at as a weakness because it's like, you know, vulnerability at one point was a weakness, especially in our, the older generation, like my parents' generation and older. And I think that now I'm really a big advocate for letting people know that being vulnerable is a strength because to be vulnerable takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that, then that's just, you're a light in this world and we need more of that. Right. So I think that that being vulnerable and having feelings, feeling the feels, having emotions, feeling down or feeling up and down a lot, like that gives you an ability in this lifetime to experience it all, you know? And I think that no judgment, but to people who aren't sensitive at all or don't have very much emotion, I can't imagine, I guess, how many lessons will be taken away from the journey if if they're not allowing themselves to feel deeply. And I think to feel deeply is so empowering and so enlightening. And I've just learned so much about myself and the universe by going inward and embracing this instead of being, you know, insecure about it. And of course, I still get insecure about it sometimes, depending on who I'm around or whatever. But I think I always remind myself, I come back to my center and say like, this is what makes me me, first of all, but also... I wouldn't be doing any of the things in my life without this sensitivity and without this ability. So I look at it, at it as a strength, like I said, and not a weakness. And I think that there's a whole movement of people that are behind this as well. So it's, it's a pretty empowering. And if you're listening and you're sensitive, just know that you have the ability to feel deeply and that's a gift for sure. Yeah, it truly is. And, and I love how you said that because it really it really kind of, I had like so many questions going through my brain <laughs> that I have to like, you know, file them down. But especially at the end, like what you had just said, you know, I, I heard something, I can't remember. It was another podcast I had heard it on and how, when you're speaking about 
being an empath and, and how it is, you know, so much more of a strength than it is a weakness. It just reminds me and just kind of full rounds the component of authenticity. Like when you really, really step into your authenticity, it is so much more of a strength and authenticity nowadays is so, so rare. It's very rare in the sense that there's so many people walking on this earth that aren't the full expression of themselves. And so I just loved how you kind of, kind of spoke on all of that very nonchalantly. (laughs) How it's so much, you kind of step into that empathic power and you really are your authentic self at the end of the day. And it's just so cool. (laughs) It's just so cool. (laughs) It is. It honestly is. And I think that I really value this part of myself or that the fact that I am a sensitive empathic person because I connect with people on such a deep level because I have been practicing vulnerability with people and for what I do for my business and supporting people through healing work and guidance and all the things. I really feel that I've made some not only like great friends and met some awesome people through through this business and through being a, a healer and being an empath, but also just that when I do connect with people, even like my friends or whoever, I feel that I can connect with them on just a deeper level. And I feel like that that's a gift. Like I said, because at the end of life, I want to look back and be like, I felt a lot of things. I experienced a lot of things. I let myself feel the highs and the lows. And while it's good to always approach life in moderation, like not being too high, high and not too, too low, low. And of course me having had depression and anxiety along the way, I definitely have to manage that and my ability to feel things and and feel deeply. But like I said, at the end of life, I want to look back and, and really have experienced it all. And I think people that are sensitive have that ability and, and can walk away from life being like, I felt all the things. <laughs> and even yeah. though it's hard, it's actually so beautiful and important while we're on our earth journey. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. I just, I think now maybe it's just getting older, or maybe just that I'm more connected with myself. Those deep, meaningful like connections and conversations, I think just fill my soul up so more, like so much more where it's just like, these are my people. Yes, <laughs> I, want, yeah. I don't want surface level conversation. Like I want deep conversations where you can, you don't have to spill all of your truths and have like, verbal diarrhea, but you can really just, you know, trust who you are talking with and and know that they kind of understand or they're accepting and, you know, there's no judgment there. And, you know, I love that, that you can create those things and be an empath and not, you know, have to steer away from that. You can still have so much connection and community you know, in your life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I love when you touched on authenticity before, because I really feel that I guess the new age or millennials and Gen Z's, I feel like they're more open to spirituality, the universe, like freedom and all of that. But then we have this clashing of social media, beauty standards, unrealistic, not authentic. (laughs) So it's like, we're all striving to live a more authentic life, but we have these distractions that keep us in a box of sorts. And I think that the more people that step up and, you know, share their vulnerability and, 
you know, really just share their feelings with others and say, you know, I've felt this or I've been through this or yeah, just whatever it might be and how you feel. I think it's just really important that more of us speak up and empower each other to embrace that because I think that's going to be a bit of an ingredient in how to move past the inauthenticity of the standards that we're facing with social media and all of that. So, so yeah, I love that you touched on that because it is part of why I love being sensitive is that I feel like I get to connect with people not only on a deep level, but I also feel like I can connect with people and see them for who they are and like really connect with that authenticity and that aura versus just the surface level, like surface level conversations. I can barely do. (laughs) I really prefer the deep conversations. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And I, I love how you talked about, you know, social media, because that's, that's a huge thing right now, (laughs) (laughs) but it really like, when I, when you were talking, it was really about, you know, permission. People need permission to be authentic. People need permission to be vulnerable. I posted a vulnerable thing on my social media, you know, not that long ago. And the amount of messages that people just saying, like, you gave me permission to be vulnerable or to justify my bad day, that it's just not nothing was shocking, was alarming because I just didn't realize that there are so many people out there that needed permission to Mm -hmm. be themselves or to accept themselves or whatever it may be. And so, yeah, if there was more, if we were seeing more of those moments, which are hard to post and sometimes hard to talk about, I really feel that, you know, more and more would, you know, feel acceptance and have that permission to share those components of themselves. And I think, you know, shameless plug. And I think that's really what, you know, the we experience and what this podcast is really all about is, is, is giving you that permission to share your story and that, you know, we are here, no judgment, you know, open ears and, you know, just want to listen because it's so, so important when you share your story, when you share your experiences it just goes beyond those words, right? It just trickles into the universe, into the world and creates so much change and movement and life and love and maybe some negative things as well, triggers and different things. But, you know, it's it's just so amazing. It is. And touching on social media there as well, I think that I love everything you just touched on. And I think that... I have noticed as well, when I post something on my story that's vulnerable or real, like even last night, I posted about a client experience that was very negative and I was hesitant about posting it, but I also empowered myself and thinking, you know, even if this reaches even two people, one person that is a business owner that has had similar experiences and they realize, oh, I'm not alone in these experiences, then that that's great. And the amount of people that have reached out after posting something like that is very, it has taken me back a bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing that a lot of people are saying I needed to see this or, you know, think so much. And it's so empowering for me because it only inspires me to show up more and more authentic and more and share these real moments. Because I know for myself, when I creep other people's social medias, when they post things like that, or when you posted about your bad day, like I really am inspired by those posts because 
not every day is a great day, you know, especially when you're sensitive, <laughs> it's up and down, right? And so I, I really love that you touched on that because I really think that we're heading in a better direction with mm-hmm. social media and authenticity. We're getting somewhere. I think that we just all need to empower each other and inspire each other to keep showing up that way. And I I do see that happening. I definitely witnessed that and I would love to see more of it. And I know I want to be a part of that. I want to be vulnerable more often and share those moments. And I think what's held me back a little bit, if I'm being super honest, (laughs) is that I guess being sensitive in the past, I have kind of felt that perhaps in moments I've been vulnerable and I've walked away feeling like maybe I was too much or maybe I was a downer, you know? And so I think with business, I have had to find the courage to post things and be vulnerable, keep it real because that's the goal, right? But also I have seen people go the whole other direction where they take their sensitivities and they pour it out there and it can sort of I want to say hurt credibility a little bit. So you've got to have moderation with with the vibe and and how much you're sharing. And obviously overshare if you want to, but I feel like there's a happy middle. Sharing, being authentic, but also keeping some things for yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's important to keep things for themselves and for yourself. And I feel like that was like a big lesson for myself where I just always was just saying it, not necessarily in social media, but I always would say, you know, I'm very private on social media, but if you met me in person, I would tell you my whole life story in 20 minutes and then some. And I really had to learn to kind of keep some of those secrets for myself and that they are important for Mm -hmm. me to have some of that for myself. So I love how you kind of touched on it. And it it is like this fine balance of being vulnerable online. Like even when I posted, I was like, I recorded it. And then I was like, Oh, do I press it? And I said, you know what? I said to myself, if this just helps one person, if this just reminds one person that, you know, there are good days and there are bad days and and that's okay, then that's all that I need from it. Like I, it's not about, and I think I even posted a second video, like this isn't a woe is me. I'm not trying to gain sympathy or anything. It's just that reminder that it gets hard. Shit gets hard. And Sometimes on social media, there's this perception that it's always butterflies and rainbows and that everything is always going your way. But in reality, you know, off the screen, it's not. And I really wanted to kind of showcase that because I was actually having a conversation with somebody like a few weeks before that. And they were just like, oh my God, Portia, da, 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 about me showing up on social media. And I kind of just laughed and I just said, you know, like, I don't know, like, am I portraying myself in that manner? Because I don't think I want to show up like that Mm -hmm. because it was such a shift on perspective. And I was just like, no, it didn't come that easy to me. And no, I had to work really, really hard. And I don't want to show that anymore. Like I want to show that there are some really hard days and, and doing these things are super uncomfortable and not easy. And, or there's just days where you wake up and you're like, I just don't want to do this today. And that's okay too. And so Yeah. It is that fine, that fine, fine balance. And I think kind of the more you post, the more you'll kind of know where and, and, you know, where you want to show that side of yourself and and when you don't want to show that side of yourself. Yeah, of course. And I think being vulnerable more is better than not. I feel that (laughs) I think I've just seen extremes where 
-hmm. coaches or people who are in healing work may take it to an extreme and use social media as a dumping ground, which I can see, you know, you want to hire somebody who's real. You want to work with people and connect yourself with people who are real and vulnerable and share the real moments. But I also feel that you want to connect with people who you feel are going to empower you and inspire you. And I think that there's a disempowering way to articulate your negatives in life or your bad experiences or your bad days, but there's also an empowering way to do that. And, and you can definitely approach it in a way that's not like asking for attention or woe is me. You know, I totally get what you're saying. Cause yeah, I think it's more important that you you do show up vulnerable and and real than not. But like I said, sometimes I have seen extremes where I'm like, ooh, like, you know, maybe maybe that's a little much, especially with, you know, depending on what the person's offering in their business, you know, you just want to be mindful. But overall, yeah. I'd say vulnerability all the way for sure. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and that's- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I know we kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast and you were talking about, you know, being an energy sponge and being in those situations where you just find yourself absorbing the energies around you and kind of taking it with you throughout your day. And it kind of, you know, shifting the way that you were feeling throughout that day. And so what advice, or do you have any tips or tricks that, you know, would protect, you know, someone like me? that, you know, can absorb energy very, very easily? You know, is there something that I could do? (laughs) Yes, of course. Yeah. I think everyone kind of finds their own things as you try different things. But from my own experience, something as simple as visualization has really worked well for me. So visualizing a ball of light around me before I go out to the grocery store or go to a social gathering, though that really, really supports me. I really feel that a lot of people underestimate the, the ability or the, the power behind visualization. Like it's very, very powerful. So definitely suggest visualizing something that feels resonant with you, like covering yourself in a certain light that you like, for me, it's purple or white, or maybe you're seeing yourself covered in flowers, something that makes you feel very, very protected and, and safe. So right away, I want to say visualization, but also I think things like carrying crystals can support that protection as well. Just something simple to to put in your bag or to bring on your backpack in the plane, wherever you might be traveling to, like those things really support as well. But I think that really ultimately it comes down to just ensuring that you have a routine or parts of your day or your week where you're able to recharge your energy. Because I think that sometimes as much as we do the visualizations and we carry the crystal, we still can still absorb things, you know? And and I think that comes from a mental space and also just physically and spiritually. And it's hard to avoid altogether, of course. But I think that for me, I've recognized that I need some time at home, not working, not doing client stuff, just to kind of recharge, meditate, come back into my energy, just doing my own little rituals, like pulling cards or yeah, meditating for 10 minutes, whatever it might be, that really supports me in all ways, but especially my confidence. And I think that having confidence can really help you protect your energy better and having confidence and sureness of this is who I am, this is what feels good to me, and this is what doesn't. 
and really just getting clear on that. I think getting clear on what what is okay with you and what isn't. And that leads me into also suggesting boundaries. Like boundaries are so important as well. And I think boundaries is a good way to protect your energy with your loved ones, with your friends, whoever it might be. I think having those strong, clear boundaries can make you feel clearer and, and allow you to dictate, I, I suppose, in what you want to take in and what you want to give. And you have the power to decide. And I think it's just having confidence behind you with that. I love that. I love how you said boundaries because I've done the, I remember (laughs) this, this is way back when I first started teaching yoga. And I think this is kind of when I really started to realize that I was more than just this shell, (laughs) that there is actually things that were happening to me that I really couldn't explain. And so like doing my yoga teacher training really opened the door and really opened my eyes to this, to this world that I had no idea. And this is the spiritual world. And, and it explained a lot. Like I was like, okay, I found my place, but I remember, you know, teaching a lot of classes and especially when I was a, a new teacher and coming out and just feeling so drained And it was finally some, I had to say to somebody like, does anybody else experience this? Like I'm not physically drained. There's just something in my body. Like I can feel it on my skin. Like even to this day, it's like this film on my skin. I can feel it when I've absorbed things. It's so bizarre. And I'm like, does anybody else have this problem? (laughs) Or is it just me? (laughs) And I remember there was a gentleman there and he's like, Borgia, you got to put your cloak on. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, put your cloak on. When you walk into that room, you have to put your protective cloak on. And when you walk out and he described it, like pulling it off the top of your head, like at the very top, you just kind of pull it out and, and throw it away. And he's like, you have that. This is so important because you, you are just there absorbing everybody. And especially in a yoga class, it's so releasing. So I'm now just this conduit of just absorbing everybody else's garbage because they're letting it go. And I'm just picking it up. And I just, and this happened for the longest time. And then it was finally, it was like, okay, I have to go in with this intention that once again, their feelings are not my feelings. And what they're letting go of is not my responsibility to pick up or to fix or to manage. It is theirs. And I'm giving them just that space to do so. And I think it was kind of the same when you become, when you do Reiki, it's that same idea is that you are this conduit. You are not giving them your powers and, and, you know, you're not doing it. You are just the vessel and you are just, and and you are just part of the, you know, the universe and you are just providing that to them where, and that really, really helped in almost visualizing it where I am this conduit. I'm not, you know, I am my own human being and I'm Portia and I have my own feelings, but in this circumstance, I am just a conduit. I am just a vessel to provide them this service or whatever it may be. But I love that. And I love how you touched on boundaries and, yes. and boundaries are so hard, but they're so worth it. They, they really and truly are. I think I spent the whole last year, you know, establishing boundaries and putting them into place and, and being, and, and being resisted with them. Right. Like, I think that's the hardest part sometimes is you have a boundary and then you're like, this is how it's going to be. 
you know, I can't do that this weekend. And then the person comes back, you know, no, but why can't you? And, and, oh, but you should. And it's, you know, you, everyone likes when you were there, whatever it may be. And then you all of a sudden feel this guilt. And it's like, no, I said no for a reason. (laughs) The first time. (laughs) And I'm still going to say no, but it's that test to be like, am I going to fall back into that Mm -hmm. kind of old way, that old Porsche way? Or am I just going to continue to move forward? And yes, it's going to feel super, super uncomfortable. And yes, I'm going to feel unsure about it the entire time. And I probably am going to feel really guilty about it later on. But I do know once that passes, I did make the right decision because ultimately I'm going to feel better. I'm going to feel super uncomfortable, maybe for this next 15 minutes, maybe an hour, two hours until it kind of blows over inside. And then knowing after that, that, you know what, I did ultimately make the right decision for myself. So I loved how you touched on boundaries because I think that they're so, so important in all aspects of our lives. Yeah. And it's interesting in reflecting on this conversation in the moment, just because I realize even with what you just shared about having those boundaries, getting clear on them, but it's sometimes hard to implement them and stick by them. And it's so much easier said than done. But personally, my struggle has been alongside being sensitive, and I think it comes with being sensitive, is that I'm such a people pleaser, like massive people pleaser. So I really have come a long way with that. And I'm, it's still probably one of my biggest pieces of work is that because I'm such a giver and, you know, I love what I do. I, I tend to have a hard time saying no to opportunities or no to things or people when it doesn't feel aligned for me just because I don't want to hurt their feelings because I have such a big heart and I care about people. And I think I've really had to like really master the boundaries and sticking by them. And I always remind myself in the moment where I'm being faced with a decision that's challenging my boundary. I ask myself like, will I regret this later if I say yes? And like, will I really regret it? And it's like, if it's a strong yes, then I know I'm like, I don't want to feel dread or obligation because I hate feeling that way. So it motivates me to implement those boundaries and stick by them because I know that I don't want to feel a certain way later. So I I try to jump ahead and just do what I know is best for me, even though it is much easier said than done. And boundaries is a, a definitely a good way for a lot of us to start protecting our energy better for sure. And I love the cloak, definitely stealing that. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a good visual. You can like actually visualize the club. Yes. Uh, someone suggested a bubble once, a step into a bubble, but they also suggested, and maybe you could touch on this, is to remember to take it off. They mm-hmm. had said, this individual had said, you know, it was very important to take it off because when you put this cloak on or this bubble, you have to really think of it as a shield and it's repelling. It's repelling good energy and it's repelling bad energy. Right. And so, you know, sometimes... We have to remember to take it off, step outside of our bubble, remove our aura bubble so we can receive good energy as well. Right. You know, when we're outside of those moments. Yeah. No, I think that's a great reminder because it is important to even my mentor growing up, she and helped me with mediumship. She always suggested imagining a light switch in like on the top of your head or something. And then you can be like, okay, I'm open or I'm closed, whatever you feel like you want to do or an open sign or a closed sign. But I think it is important to try to bring awareness to the moments where you're like, have I taken 
taken this off or have I put it on? Just really kind of making it a daily ritual to do those self-check-ins and ensure that you do have opportunities to stay open to energies because that's ultimately how we manifest as well, right? So I, I love that. Yeah. So our last question here before we kind of wrap up our conversation today is, is there one thing, a piece of advice, a little nugget of inspiration that you just want to leave with us today? It can be about empathy. It could be nothing about empathy. Love. In the moment, I really feel called to just share, I guess, just to remember to really practice bringing awareness to judgment. I think that this world will be a better place when we all have more awareness around our judgment. It's not to say that judgment isn't helpful because of course it is helpful, but I really feel passionate at the moment about being more open-minded. And I would love to see more people be more open-minded and the more that you can witness your own judgment and not even to shame yourself for it, but to go inward and say like, how am I judging this person? And where is this coming from? That really shows and sends a signal of growth to the universe. And that really, really opens up your energy to being able to receive more abundance and to receive uh, manifestations. And I feel that judgment is a huge block in, in today's world. And and yeah, I really feel that that's been top of mind for me lately. So I really feel called to to share that. And also just on the note of sensitivity and empaths and really just reminding you that are listening to embrace all aspects of yourself and really bring awareness to the times where you're trying to fit yourself into a box and remind yourself that you're not meant to be like everybody else in this world. You're meant to be different than everybody else and you hold different abilities than anybody. And we all are unique in our own ways. And to just kind of really start practicing manifestation and bringing in more like-minded people and opportunities that suit you as a sensitive soul and that really resonate with you as a empathic person. And yeah, I, I I just was kind of rambling there, but I was just channeling and I just was like, I really feel judgment has been on my mind lately. And I really feel that if we all work on that a little bit more, our, our crown chakras will open so much more and we'll be much more ingrained into the universe and being able to receive downloads and information and, and all of that. So embrace your empathic abilities and be aware of your judgments. I love how you said judgment because I'm sitting here going, hot damn. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, you know, we're all human. Let's, I'm going to be honest. Right. And I, I have my own faults and, uh, I go back to my twenties and, uh, (laughs) of the judgment queen. And I still catch myself in judgment. I, and I loved how you, I love how that just came through because I, I feel like it's just so spot on. Mm -hmm. Like I almost am lost for words with it because I just feel like just slap you in the face with judgment. And I just, I feel like I know for myself when I catch myself in judgment, not that I feel shame, but I almost want to like slap my hand, like the top of my hand and be like, Portia, you know better. And, and then go in. Why are you feeling this way about this person? Why all of a sudden is this now, you know, bugging you or triggering you 
you know, what they did. And, and it was funny because I was having a conversation with somebody. <laughs> this was supposed to be the last note. We just continued. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but I was actually having a conversation with somebody and I had said, you know, there's something about this person and I just don't know what it is. And I said, you know, I, I love them as a human being, but for some reason, it just riles up my soul. Like I am just riled. <laughs> and they said, it's probably because of this. And they said what it was, I'm not going to say or anything, but, and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it is. And that was my own fears. It was something that they were doing something that I could never do mm. or demonstrate or whatever it was. And it wasn't like a tangible thing, like teaching somebody how to do something. It was just how the way, how they carry themselves and everything. And, and I was like, wow, wow, that I'm just so, I'm just reflecting my own insecurities on this poor human being (laughs) and judging them so much about it, even though it had nothing to do with them, even though I know that they're just a great human being and all of these things, but it was just like, I was just so taken back by it. And so now every time I see this person, I remind myself, you know, whatever's going to come into your head next, Portia is a reflection of you. It's not of them. And so, you know, dive into that a little bit more, meditate that, meditate on that a little bit more. And so I love that, that you, that you said judgment because I needed that kick in the ass. No, and it's honestly, I love that you're sharing this because I think what I've learned in my journey is that it's not to stop yourself from judging because you just will (laughs) and your mind will. (laughs) And I judge, you know, all the time, but I think there's so much learning and opportunity for us to unblock our energy by bringing even awareness to judgment. So it's not even necessarily putting pressure on yourself and saying, I have to do something about this right now because I'm judging. It's more or less just about recognizing and saying to yourself, I'm recognizing that I'm judging. I'm going to do better to be a little bit more open-minded and just really bringing awareness around your own inner reflections and what you're projecting. Because a lot of the time our judgments just stem from enviousism or jealousy. Mm -hmm. And I think that jealousy is our greatest teacher. I now recognize moments where I'm being jealous or I feel a certain way about someone for no reason. And then I ask myself, why do I feel this way? And I'm like, it's most of the time because they hold something that I want or that they, something in them I aspire to be like, and it really motivates me. And it turns from I'm being judgmental to I'm bringing self-awareness to this and I'm growing as a person from it. And while I still have moments of judgment and I, and we all do every day, you know, that's part of being human. I think it's not really healthy to ever try to erase it, but just more or less become aware of it. And I think that that alone will make the world a better place for sure. And we'll be better people and we will grow more spiritually if we do that. So I love that you love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I just want to say thank you so much for joining me today on the This Is We podcast. I had such a pleasure talking with you. I have learned not only so much more about you, but just so much more about, you know, being sensitive, being a sensitive person in this world and just how it is not, you know, a negative thing. It is not an insecurity. It is ultimately your superpower. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. And I would love to do it again anytime. Yes. 